there there's no best library because it's everybody's different like a best library like i could say bmg production music is the best library but then somebody else could come and be like i don't like them um or somebody else could be like i couldn't get into that library so it's not it's not the best you know what i mean like there it's depends on your music depends on you depends on the relationship with the library yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode yo 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 what's good people welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing music production and music business if you love any of the previously mentioned be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content shout out to everybody that's in the stream man let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do i want to see who's in the building um and yeah it's wednesday i'm doing i'm doing a live q a so i'm just here answering questions as usual excited to help you guys out um yeah uh so yeah that's that's what's going on today um man so i came across something interesting today i was reading about i was reading about the law of large numbers so you have like the law of averages and then you have a law the law of large numbers right and it made me think about licensing because it's it's a licensing game at the end of the day right so pretty much the you know the higher the number the more chances you take at something or the more the more times you do something the closer you get to the result that you want to get out of it or, or the reaction that you want to get from that action that you're taking and it made me think about licensing because a lot of producers a lot of artists songwriters they give up too early in music licensing off key productions i see you what's good bro world meta beats what's good Ken Yell, what's good, bro? Good to see you in the stream. So it made me think about licensing because a lot of people, they give up too early, right, in the licensing game. Like they'll submit to like, you know, five to 10 licensing companies and then they wait. And, you know, while they're waiting, like nothing is, nothing is happening that you can see on the surface, right? But what happens like if instead of just submitting to five to 10 companies, you submit it to five to 10 companies like every day or every week or just something to consistently increase the number of times you take that action, the number of times you reach out to a new company, like the probability of you actually getting a licensing deal from a company is gonna be higher the more you take those actions of reaching out to more companies. So, Pretty much I said that to say if you're on that journey of trying to get your music placed in TV and film and, you know, you're submitting, you're just not seeing any traction yet. Just keep submitting. Like, just don't stop. Literally, like that's what I had to do. Like I was reaching out to like three to five companies every single day until I seen the result that I wanted to see. Um, and if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be here, honestly, on this live, live answering questions and helping you guys get unstuck and get you closer to your first TV film placement or, you know, whatever else you're trying to accomplish, man. This can be applied to anything across the board. Um, so you have to put those numbers up um, and you have to get those reps in until you see the results that you want. You just can't quit. Um, and a lot of people, man, they quit too early. The music is there. The quality is there. The, um, you know, the structure can be there. But 
just because they quit too soon um you know they limited the the opportunities to get those licensing deals and limited the opportunities to ultimately get the placements and, and to start generating royalties from their music so yeah like just just don't stop it's rough at first but once you get past that man getting that first placement is probably the hardest thing but once you get past that um things get like a lot a lot easier um shout out to alvin alexander new york city songwriter producer that's what's up nice man so let me know man let me know what questions you have for the new people coming in welcome to the stream it's a live q a i'm answering questions about music licensing music business and music production drop them in the chat smash the like button and um yeah i'm here for the next hour man to help you guys out uh but man i'm telling you man that like that first placement it gives you the momentum you need to keep going really um and it's tough at first because you don't there is no momentum like you don't know if it's working you don't know if the stuff is getting placed but then once you you see that first placement you just get super excited and it, and it lights a fire under you and it, it makes you you know it makes you go harder and keep going because now you have proof of concept you know it's possible you know you did it once now you just got to replicate the process um but yeah i think um yeah you just you just got to keep keep pushing through i had a thought and i it literally just lost my lost left my mind um about i guess the process of not not knowing if things are getting placed oh yeah because what happens is like a lot of people like they won't see that result right but then when if they stop and then you actually find out you got something placed on tv and then you stopped like for the past six months to a year now like you're starting over now you're probably gonna have to wait even longer to that next placement and you kind of lose momentum so um just just keep going shimmer island what's good what sort of company should we reach out to three to three three to five days is there a good resource to evaluate those businesses and deal structures genre type um no there's no there's no resource to really you know evaluate the the business itself other than looking at their credits asking them questions when was the last time they got something placed um they'll send you they'll send you their deal before you sign it so you can you know you can look at it but usually it's usually standard deals are kind of like 50 50 since they're publishers they're going to take um they would and it depends on the deal it could change but um a lot of times you know if there's an upfront fee you would split that 50 50 um with the publisher and then on the back end with royalties you'll see um you'll keep 100 percent of your writer shares of royalties and then they'll keep 100 percent of the publisher shares of the royalties some of them are not non-exclusive a lot are, are exclusive and what that means is you know whatever track you send them um they're the only ones that can represent that track uh for the for the term of that agreement um genre man it's all across the board really like there's companies that specialize in like what is it called i think it's called like crime sonics or something like that um crimesonics.com may be their website but they specialize in like you know like that law and order music <laughs> like the the crime investigative man it's like they 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 crush that lane so they specialize in that and then you have other libraries where they may do a lot of top top 40 stuff you know so 
bunch of different stuff out there, man. It's it's really up to you to to do the research um, and, and figure out what's going to work best for you, your music, and and what you want to accomplish. Um, good questions. Von Schlepp, what's good? How important is song length when submitting songs? Um, it's pretty important. Like I've I come across, um, man, music sometimes it's like five six minutes long. You really don't need it to be that long, especially in sync. Um, you know, for instrumental stuff, I'm always around that one thirty two minute mark. Uh, for full songs, probably closer to the two minute mark, um, you know, because now I like I haven't even really been doing bridges for songs that I write for sync. Like I'm just doing two verses and two hooks and then, I, you know, I sting out. So, yeah, not too long, man. Get to the point that the track has to build, um, you know, section to section, you know, every eight bars or so. Um, you're kind of introducing instrument, in, new instruments and, you know, just kind of going somewhere um, in that track. So try not to make it too long. Try not to make it super repetitive because um, that will it'll end up hurting you in, in the long run. Unless they're spe specifically asking you, like, we want repetitive music. Like, I've seen a brief where they was just like, we want it to actually be repetitive. And I'm just like, okay you know whatever whatever y'all want as long as y'all place this joint so yeah mac williams what's good new jersey pianist composer producer that's what's up welcome to the stream world meta beat should you always have all your tracks copywritten before you send them to companies or if they like it you can get the funds to get it copywritten um it 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 depends on it depends on the situation. Like everybody handle handles this differently in licensing. Some people copyright everything before they send it. Um, some people don't worry about it. Um, some companies they're you know they're they're trying to own the copyright anyway, so they'll they'll do whatever they need to do to to secure that. Um, it's up to you. That's your call. With the knowledge you're given. Can things get stolen? Of course, if somebody wanted to steal, you know, a background instrumental cue, they they need it more than I do, apparently. <laughs> but things happen. Um, you you have to use your discretion and, and and figure out what you feel most comfortable doing, um, and then proceed accordingly. This is not legal advice. <laughs> um, Alvin Alexander, what does all in mean when licensing a song or instrumental to a publisher? In other words, a music supervisor says X music publisher will pay blah, 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 all in. Hope my question makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So all in is the um, pretty much the uh, the the master recording. So that like the sync fee for the master recording and like the publishing. Um, so they'll put it all like in like one lump sum. So. We give you $5,000 all in that covers the master and the publishing. Sometimes you could get a different fee to clear the master um, and a different fee to clear the publishing, you know, rights for that song. So that's 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 what that is. All in is just this. We just going to bundle it all together. So hopefully that helps. Deverick Bell was good. Been gigging a lot. Good to be back. Indeed, man. Um, glad to have you back. Hopefully the gigs went well. 
Um, but yeah, man. So that's usually usually what that means. Um, really good questions, man. Loving it. What else do we have? We're gonna have a couple dope guests too coming over the next over the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure y'all y'all tune in. Um, you know, on Wednesdays, twelve p.m. Um, yeah, major major gems will be dropped. <clears throat> Super excited about that. Also, if you guys haven't checked out my last interview with Mike myers last wednesday go back check that joint out it's on the podcast and it's on the um it's on youtube as well if you want to watch the video but um a lot of dope information shared a lot of great questions asked on that joint as well so make sure y'all check that joint out um so yeah i've been working in garage band some more this week that's been interesting I still have to do I still have to do this GarageBand video, man, because like I keep learning new things that either I, I really like about it or things that just really annoy me. Yesterday, it was more so on the really annoy me side um, of just bouncing tracks out, man. Like it was um, I had to. So pretty much I had to solo each track, you know, close the GarageBand. And this is on iPad, by the way, I had to close the GarageBand app. And then, you know, hold, press and hold the little session logo file thing and then share the audio and then it will bounce the thing. And I had to do that for like each track that I did in GarageBand. Luckily, I only did four, so it didn't take me forever, but it was it was kind of a pain. Like, I feel like at this, as long as GarageBand has been out, even though it's geared more towards um, more towards beginner to maybe intermediate produ producers i feel like the option to bounce all of the individual audio tracks out should just be an option at this point in 2021 Th that that's just my thoughts so i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a whole video i've been talking about this video for like three to four weeks but i'm gonna literally do it like it's on my schedule to do this week so it may come out what's today it's wednesday it may come out like next week or the week the week after, but I ha I have to do it because, you know, I've been using it, <clears throat> so I have to make others aware of um you know of some advantages. It has its advantages, and then it has some some disadvantages. So I'm gonna go over those. Alvin Alexander says your answer does help. One more part of my question: Will the songwriter composer still be paid songwriters royalties in an all-in deal? It depends on the deal. Like everything is like, you know, some things can be negotiated, and everything is like a on a case by case basis. So like, I could say yes, but then somebody will shoot you a deal and be like, this has just no royalties. You just about to get this lump sum of money, and then that's it like so so yes or no depending on the deal usually the ones that i've done that were all in yes i still get royalties for it um so yeah all in is usually just dealing with the with you know the the sync fees 
um, the upfront sync fees. <clears throat> and if if you're doing something that like where they're not trying to give you royalties, then I would make sure that I would try and get the royalties if at all possible, because that's like, you know, that's that's your future income from there. That's like that's like musician retirement money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you can get that, make sure you can get that. But um, if you're not getting royalties, make sure that payout is is well worth um you know it's well worth giving up you know potential income from for years and years to come <clears throat> Deverick, use GarageBand too you can get good results yeah man so i i recently uh i was using man this mix box from ik multimedia they sent me mix box for ios and it's it's been super dope man like it's it's been really really dope um as far as like the quality of plugins like if you've ever used like anything ik multimedia plugin wise like the t-racks and all that stuff those plugins then you know like you know how legit they are so you can get that on ios i'm having a giveaway right now too on my on my ig um if you don't know about that go to my ig page at clint music and there's a post where I'm on my iPad and you see like the mix box, you'll see plugins on the iPad. Um, the details to enter that is on that. I'm picking a winner this Friday. So if you haven't entered, go to that post on my IG at Clint Music and um, yeah, get on that. Cause I'm giving, I'm giving a producer um, a free copy of that. Shout out to IK Multimedia for helping make it, make that happen. Um, What's the bottom end of what we should accept for a fee? Again, man, there's no like there's no set price. Like the bottom, the lowest you'll see is zero dollars. Like that's the that's the bottom. Um, and then it just it could go up. It just depends. Um and I, I know a lot of people, a lot of people want to know, like, what's the number? Like, what should I expect at least? It all it depends on the budget. Um it depends on the budget of the project you know if you're working on like a smaller indie joint they may not they may not have a big budget or a budget at all um so it really it really depends man it's all across it's all across the board literally um i've seen hundreds i've seen thousands um so yeah for an artist who has built their catalog what's up basements in bangladesh for artists who has built their catalog what would you recommend as the first few places to reach out to to start marketing your work what's what's the goal well like what's the end goal because marketing your work like who are you trying to market to i guess that's that would be the first question are you trying to market to major artists like people to just listen to your music just like fans who are you marketing to that's that's going to be the first question because we can't market anything unless and, until we know exactly who we're talking to because we can't communicate with them we don't know how to talk to them if we don't know who we're talking to um what kind of split is fair for a producer hiring a vocalist is the vocalist writing so 
<clears throat> there's two different situations. I'm a producer, right? If I hire a vocalist, say it like I produce and wrote the song, but my voice is trash. So I just want to hire a vocalist who sound way better than me and just have them record the joint. I would do a work for hire agreement. They don't get any split of royalties or anything. I just pay them a one-time fee, have them sign an agreement, um, and then that's it. They just get paid for that for that project to come in and record. Same for, for musicians. Like if I wrote the bass line and I go and I hire a bass player to come and, you know, play the bass line that I wrote. I'm just going to pay him a one-time fee. He doesn't get any um, any ownership of the track. Now, you can give him ownership. Like, if you don't have money to pay them, you know, and you want to negotiate something, you can always do that. There's, you know, no, you know, set in stone way to handle that situation. But typically, um, that's how you would do it. But if the vocalist is writing the song, say they wrote the lyrics, you did the music. A typical split would just be 50-50. That's, that's fair. Do producers typically get a songwriter credit on the split sheet? If so, what is the standard percentage? So it's... So on a song, pretty much like everybody is considered like a composer. So when you register something with like BMI, you know, um, when you register it, like the producer is a composer, the songwriter is a composer. Like everybody's like listed as a as a composer slash writer. It's kind of like it's the same thing. Um, so the splits are, are going to depend on what y'all agree to once y'all complete the song. Um, so I highly recommend having some type of split sheet or just register that joint with BMI or something like right away. So those splits are solidified. Make sure everybody agrees and sign off, signs off on it. Um, but it's whatever y'all, it's whatever y'all agree to, you know. Um, I've seen some people do, if there was three people involved, I've seen people do the 33.33333 joint. I've seen... Um, if there was a producer and two songwriters, producer would get 50, two songwriters would split the the writer share 25-25. Um, I've done songs that way. Um Yeah, man. If if there was four people involved, everybody get 25. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's whatever y'all agree on and what everybody feels comfortable with. Indeed. Glad that cleared it up, Alvin. For sure. Do you collect royalty royalties via your pro? If so, how do you do it without an IC an ISRC code? Yeah, you collect royalties through the pro. Um, you don't necessarily need an ISRC code to collect your royalties. What happens is once your song is ingested into a, a music library. And they use it like you have this metadata and it includes writer info, their pro info, their IPI number, um, the percentage of ownership of the track. And then they have all that information. They submit that to the pros and the pros, excuse me, compares it, make sure it all matches up. And then they um, they calculate their their royalties based on on your percentage of ownership. And that's pretty much it.
the code is there i, I believe that um i know there's a, a couple different different kind but that's more of like a that's more of a tracking thing um let me see my bad this is actually pretty important this is like this is like one of those super quick briefs i was working on Um, uh, oh yeah yep yep nah, i got you all right <clears throat> so yeah sync licensing for commercials film tv oh dope so that's easy you don't even need to market for sync licensing that's that's what's dope about it man like like if you don't want to go through learning marketing um and like you know just like branding and things like that sync licensing you really don't need to to do all that like it could help in different ways um but you don't necessarily need it you know it's just it's just a matter of finding libraries really and just reaching out to them and making sure your music is is structured right um you know making sure you're following instructions and things like that but yeah like if, if your music works sounds good it fits the mood that they need that's it you know it's just a matter of getting in those in those libraries and then consistently submitting music um so that you you know you constantly have stuff out there working for you <clears throat> shimmer island what about mlc yeah um do, yo so tammy latrell if you go back on my youtube channel i had tammy luttrell on here and she answered all questions all things publishing and mlc related and all that stuff she did like a deep dive into into what it was so go back check that video out it's the interview i did with tammy luttrell um man it, it probably was like a it was like a month couple months ago now um so just go back you should see a screenshot um of of her um next to me on on the youtube page so check that out and she describes what the what the mlc is and you know how to sign up and, and collect from that as well <clears throat> um but yeah man licensing man it's um like nobody has to know you like you could just not exist on this thing called the internet and you know and be good getting placements you know but you know as a as a producer as a brand as a business it definitely helps to learn the marketing stuff and the branding stuff and and all of that because that allows you to create multiple streams and do more things outside of just um you know tv placements and stuff like that so yeah no doubt trina indeed andy no doubt what's the date so yeah so if y'all don't mind i am about i gotta reply to this email because this is like one of those quick deadlines and communicate like i'm always telling like this is like a live example like responsive communication is key in licensing right like when we have like quick deadlines like they want to know like yo can you can you deliver can you meet it what's what's the you know what's the status all of that stuff is like super duper important so i am going to 
respond to this email real quick so that they know that your boy Clint is responsive and he don't want to miss no opportunities and he want to make sure they're in the loop so they can keep bringing him more work. Um, and then we're going to get back to some to some questions. Let's go. It's like, no, I didn't type that. All right. Which it wouldn't be a bad thing to type. Let's go. That's, I mean, it's motivating. They can feel my excitement through the text. Probably, probably get that. I probably should have typed let's go with five exclamation marks. Get them amped up. Um, Best libraries to submit to. I always get this question, man. Like there is no best library that's the answer there there's no best library because it's everybody's different like a best library like i could say bmg production music is the best library but then somebody else could come and be like i don't like them um or somebody else could be like i couldn't get into that library so it's no it's not the best you know what i mean like there it's depends on your music depends on you depends on the relationship with the library depends on them and if they like you as a person like it's just so many it's so many different factors like there is no there is no one answer there is no one library to submit to to get all of the placements like research multiple libraries reach out to multiple libraries and um and then you decide which ones from all the ones that you submit to you reach out to which ones you like working with and which ones you feel like um are, are dope and which ones get you placements that's the best that's the best thing to do um and go from there that way it's, it's tailored it's tailored to you because you could go you could go to a, a lab hits and i could say yo i've seen success with lab hits you know i got a bunch of placements with them you may go over there expecting to get a bunch of placements because you heard me tell you that but then you don't get anything because <laughs> it's like i don't you know you just you can't guarantee certain things um so yeah but if you want a list of libraries that you know that i've looked up and and recommend i have a music licensing directory on my website um go to clintproductions.com slash shop and um and grab that and use the discount code in the description or if you listen to the podcast in the show notes um, so use that discount code, take a discount and, um, and grab that joint. But before you do that, if you don't have the roll to 10 placements bundle, which is like everything, the directory, the course, me showing you everything I did to start getting TV placements and how I landed my first 10 in a little over a year and some other pro tips and tricks and email strategies and all that stuff, then get the roll to 10 placements bundle because that that's everything like you get the directory the directory alone would cover the cost of that um so get that joint i'll share the link so you guys can grab that road to 10 placements course
bundled everything up. Everything you need to get started is in that joint. Like it's it's everything I did. That's my blueprint. Um let me see. Will you be doing streams where we can submit songs for review? Oh yeah, every Friday we do that. Um every Friday, 7 30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be doing another one this Friday. Will we be doing another one this Friday? I believe so. Let's double check. Yeah, we in that joint. This Friday. So instructions to submit will be in the description of that live as well so if you want to come through man we have a good time um a lot of dope music um is shared you can watch the previous ones too they're still up on the channel super dope stuff trina george says get the road to 10 placements very informative i hope i said it correctly you did road to 10 placements um yeah, so for those who are wondering like what the road to 10 placements is, like what is that? What does that mean? Why is it 10? Somebody asked me that before, like why 10? So this is the backstory. So, all right, so let's go back to, man, when did I get my first place? I got my first placement like 2012, 13, something like that. First placement was NFL Network. They used the instrumental of a song that I created called I'm Taking Over. If y'all want to hear me rap, search that song i'm taking over your boy was rapping and singing believe it or not um but i created this song i'm taking over sent it to a publisher i was in the publishing deal at the time and then they ended up getting it placed on um on nfl network it was like the only thing that they've ever done for me so that happened and then it got placed it got used again on fox sports which was dope because that was that was on Fox. That was a major network. So I made about five, six hundred dollars just off that one placement alone in royalties. Um, so that was really cool. So then I was just like, yo, that's just one. Like what what would happen if like I really focused? I wasn't really focused, focused on sync at that time. I was just kind of dabbling, you know, just kind of putting my toes in the water. But I was just like, what what would happen if like I went hard and just focused specifically on sync. And I started I started seeing a lot of opportunities out there. And I was tied down in this publishing deal where like I couldn't work with any other publisher. It kind of sucked. Um, so I was just like, man, like soon as this deal, soon as I'm out of this deal, man, like I'm about to go in. So the deal ended and I was I was a free man, right? So I was like, okay, it's go time. So I, I started I started posting on social media and I was just like, yo, this is my goal. And I posted on social media because I wanted to hold myself accountable. Cause if you know, once you put something on social media and people following you, like you could <laughs> you gonna have to show up. You know what I'm saying? So I put it on social media and then I started documenting my journey. You know, I started talking about what I was doing, you know, in, in preparation of getting these placements. Uh, what my process was looking like, what I was doing to stay organized, how many people I was reaching out to a day, how I was reaching out to them, um, how how did I pre prepare my music, um, what kind of music, how was I structuring the music and things like that. And I just started documenting everything. And um, yeah, and then eventually, like I started seeing placements. I started connecting with licensing companies, getting licensing deals. And um, just repeating this this process over and over and over again, 
and then i the goal was to get 10 placements in a year that's where the name road to 10 placements comes so i like started this journey i don't know why i decided to call it a road i don't know but the goal was 10 placements in a year it took me a little bit over a year to well i don't, I don't mind i might have hit 10 because some placements i didn't know about until like a year later um because they just took a while to show up on cue sheets and things like that so i might have hit 10 in a year but i want to be sure so i always say a little over a year but um so yeah so after that like i hit 10 placements and then me talking about that whole journey and that whole process um intrigue people and then inspire people and then other people started getting on their own road to 10 placements and then what happened was people start asking me a bunch of the same questions over and over and over and over and over again so i was just like i was like yo look like i'm gonna just create i'm gonna take everything that i was documenting and turn it into a super easy to understand course so it was a PDF course. And then I eventually added some videos for some advanced strategies and things like that. Some things that I learned over the years, added that and then added a directory and things like that. Because I was just like, look, if if all these people are asking me and booking consultations and asking me these same questions, then there's like hundreds of other people who have the exact same questions. And these are questions that I myself had when I first got started. Um, so I packaged it up. And I titled it Road to 10 Placements. And um, yeah, that's how the name came about. In case anybody and any, anybody was wondering, like, why why 10? Why a road? <laughs> Rice and Green, what's good? Is making a beat with loops from a sound bank kit considered or looked at as sampling? Yes. It is. Um yeah it is um because because it's it's a sample a loop you know it's a sample it may not be like from and i was just talking about this with somebody but it may not be from like a popular hit song but it is a sample somebody else somebody else created it you're using it to create something new a new master around it um yeah um I recorded a doorknob. Did just I don't know if y'all seen one of my late my last reel on Instagram, but I like recorded a doorknob in my beat and used it as like <laughs> some percussion. That was a that was sampling. <clears throat> Alfie Burgess says, "Hey man, could you give a quick shout out? Mike Oxbig, dope producer. Shout out to Mike. I hope that <laughs> hope that helps." Um let's see are there disadvantages to submitting music for licensing when the music being submitted is already available online to companies such as spotify cd baby etc that that's going to depend on who you're getting into a licensing deal with that's something you want to discuss with them because again every company's different some companies they don't care um other companies they want to do that themselves and be able to control the income and everything from that so they may not want that um so check with whatever company you know you're trying to get a deal with ask them is that some is that okay um and then you know go go from there good question 
What's the best format for naming your work in a way that either stands out or is the most appropriate for review? Um, that's another good question. Don't name it like Beat 112 um, October 2021. That'll like they'll skip past that joint. It's hard to it's hard to keep up with that. But name it something. This is what I do. I name my, my track something, especially if they're instrumentals. If it's a song, obviously you name it the title of the song. But for instrumentals, I try and name it something that would hint towards what it sounds like. So if they want something dark, some, you know, if they want like dark ambient music, like give it a title that sounds like it would be something dark and, and ambient. You know what I mean? call that joint dark ambience <laughs> like th that's how i name my stuff like i got tracks named like that all over the place but you know when they're going through the tracks it like it kind of triggers them it's like oh like that's it sounds like exactly what i'm looking for so that's that's what i do man i try and name it something that'll you know that'll kind of hint towards what it sounds like <clears throat> Samuel Smith, um, how did you reach out to these companies and what companies were they? I can't remember all the companies I reached out to. Like, I was reaching out to three to five companies every day. So I can't remember all the companies. But if you want to know how I reached out, man, grab the Road to 10 Placements course. Um, hit this link in the bio. Everything I did is in that course, man. It'll walk you through step by step how to make sure you got, you got all the pieces and, and ducks lined up. Um, and then it, it also includes a directory of companies that you can submit to and start re researching. Um, yeah, and get you started, man. So definitely grab that um, at clintproductions.com slash link in bio and, um, and get started. But yeah, man, like that, 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 that titling thing, um, that's, a, that's a cheat code for sure um, because, you know, you got, you know, you want to find a way to, to stand out. Sometimes they'll end up renaming it, retitling it, because they may already have something with that title in their library. So they just have to retitle it. But again, you know, for an initial submission, it could help. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to the new people in the stream. It's a live q and I'm answering questions about music business, music licensing, and production. If you got any questions, let me know. I'm here to get y'all unstuck. We'll be on here for at least another 15 minutes answering questions. And, um, yeah, we just hanging out for a little bit. November James, what's up, bro? Some libraries ask if your submission contains any samples from a sample library or sample pack, then subsequently state that they won't accept them. Music libraries accept original music. Very, very good point. I'm glad you brought that up, November. Samples in, in the licensing space, um, you know, I feel like now, like this past year, it just seems like, yo, they've just been zero tolerance. Like I was just talking to, I was just talking to a uh, um, another library owner this week, and he was just talking about a situation with it having to do with the sample, and you know, made it very very clear that he's like, dude, 
did you use any samples? Did you sample like anything like at all? Did you play this stuff? Like what? And I get it. Like, I'm not mad at all. Like he doesn't know me, you know? So any, like he has to cover, he has to cover his butt too. Cause his reputation is on the line. Their, their company's reputation is on the line. So people are like, man, companies are staying away from samples, um, loops, like from, you know, splice and things like that. They don't want anything to do with them, man, because it brings too many headaches when it comes to clearance. It's messing up reputations. Like it's like it's so serious. Like they will not work with you again. Like if you you give them a headache, one good headache, that's it. Like, and it's not it's not worth it, man. Um, so yeah, you gotta uh, especially slice, like, man. Because what produce what some producers do, man, they just take they'll take the loop right off splice as is, throw that joint in the track, and there's and there's multiple is layers to this, right? It's layers to why it's such a pain, um, and they'll just use it as is and then send it to a library, but then you have another producer somewhere in the world who did the same thing, and say they use that same eight bar loop in the intro of their track. And then this tracking technology picks it up and it's just like, yo, like there's multiple, multiple owners or if somebody just decides they heard that eight bars on a TV show. It's like, oh, that's my beat. Like I need to get paid. Now you got an issue. Now we got to stop everything. We got to figure out, you know, that stops payment. That stops. It could stop like a production, like a, you know what I'm saying? Like everything. So it creates issues, but then it can also create an issue and you'll be you'll be in um what do you, what do you call it i can't even think of the word you'll be in violation of your your end user license agreement with the loop because even though legally you can use this loop if like in in a, in a lot of these agreements from the sample libraries like you can't use this loop like by itself and then sell it like resell it or whatever and then like call it your own but what happens in licensing is some, a lot of times you have to deliver stems and that could be individual it could be grouped as you know drums only guitars only or whatever but if an editor decides they only want to use that stem that has that loop on it because you sent that like as a single stem now you're in violation of that of that license agreement so now that's a whole nother legal issue and it's just like just stay just stay away from it as far as licensing is concerned it makes everybody's life easy <clears throat> um samuel smith says i create my own sample so will that be considered an issue in the licensing business not nah, like if it's yours it all it traces back to you so you're good you know what i mean like if you you created that joint nobody can come and say <laughs> Samuel, you use this loop from Samuel, this sample from Samuel. Like it's gonna all lead back to you, so you're good. <clears throat> Which has the best chance of being licensed, songs or instrumentals? Both. Um, I would say you may you may double your chances if you have a full song, because now you have a song and an instrumental versus just the instrumental, but both both have their place both are needed 
instrumentals i use a lot like on reality tv man they use like a bunch they use a bunch of music it could be like anywhere from like 60 to like 140 cues in one episode what's up russ hope all is well here's a tech question i like tech do editors and supervisors frown on hard panning in mixes Ooh, i haven't gotten any do i really hard pan though i've never gotten any negative feedback from from panning i don't really pan the only time i pan hard is if i'm stacking vocals like sounds i don't really pan like i, I don't really pan to sound like hard left or hard right it may be you know it's around the 30s 20s something like that but i've never i've never got had an, an issue with with panning stuff i honestly i feel like they would prefer some some type of panning just to keep the middle the center open for dialogue that would be my guess <clears throat> mac williams so he said so is it better excuse me if you like a spice sample to play and recreate it yourself I, I would even be careful with that like replaying it exactly how it is i would recreate something totally different that has the same vibe because i've even so i've worked on some briefs where recently where i hit a couple chords that were similar to hit songs and they were like let's change it and i was like okay no like no problem because like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go back and forth and like try because they know <laughs> they know what they want and they like they don't want any issues like they don't even want it to be questioned and they just want to stay clear away so i was like cool like it hey i get it Man, people, it just seemed like, especially these majors, man, they just lawsuit happy, boy. So, yeah, that would be my advice, Mac. Switch that, that whole thing up and just make something original. John Tyndall, what's up? Good to see you, John. Mr. Deo, what's good? What types of full songs usually get used? Subject and genre wise. Great question. I'm about to pull up something. That's going this is gonna help the people. Let me find it. Um Let me see. What email did I send that from? Uh, nope nope it's in here somewhere i'm gonna give y'all some examples of topics um okay so themes themes that work well in tv 
This is based off like an actual brief. Love, heartbreak, nostalgia, home, confidence, partying, dancing, working hard, making money, jealousy, revenge, bad omens, optimism, revolution, girl power, happiness, youth, overcoming obstacles, winning, taking what's yours. Do not use specific names of people's brands, specific objects, stories, intricate details, um, and just references to like super specific stuff. Like you, like you hear some songs where it's like they're talking about cities and years and events and uh, athletes' names and stuff. The more you stay away from that, the more opportunities your song will have. Um, and then these are usually kind of like the mid up tempo stuff. Gets used a lot too. Not to say there's not a place for the slower stuff, but you know, upbeat stuff just seems to get used more. <clears throat> Z-Man, what's good? Good to see you back in the building. Von Schlepp, you mentioned sampling should be avoided before. What about VST instruments that are just sample packs with a fancy GUI? Um, so with VSTs, like, it's like a sound right like there's 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 sampled sounds but it's just like one note so like it's pretty easy to play more than just like one note like you're not taking that one note and then just packaging that up and then reselling it as as your own vst instrument sound that's when you that's when you're like stealing at, at that point but if you're taking that vst instrument and it's just the instrument you're playing chords and progressions and melodies and things like that those melodies and those chords and stuff that you're creating um that's creating a, a whole new piece of music you're good you know what i mean um there's no issues the only time like somebody was like picky about that was i was working on like a um it was like a sample pack kind of project or whatever. And they just wanted us to use hardware versus VST instruments. Um, so that's the only time I really ran into, you know, to that. What is the standard time limit for a song submission? Standard time limit. Like how long the song should be or like the deadline? I want to be sure I answer that right. Russ says for instrumental music, should I avoid being too melody heavy or thematic? I tend to be thematic and I don't know if I'm shooting myself in the foot. Provide alt mixes when sending a song or album. Yeah, have it never hurts. You know, have it in there. Have a, a nice strong melody and then just send them stems. Send send the stem like without melody. We we call it like a narrative version, right? Um, so have that and if they don't want to use the melody, then they can just use the narrative version. So, yeah, um, I always I always like to have some type of, you know, main melody, especially in my hook. Um, but, yeah. Oh, how long should the song be? Um, a couple minutes. A couple minutes gets gets the job done for a song like two two and a half 
I mentioned earlier, like I'm not, I, I haven't even been putting bridges in my songs for sync. Um, you know, so I just get, I just get straight to the point. Couple verses, a hook. Sometimes there's even been tracks. I just, they just had a hook on it. They didn't even have verses. It just had like some ad libs throughout the verses, and that was it. Um, when sending in a submission, is it expected to be ready made without any minor minor critiques? So yeah, like it should be it should be ready to go. Um, I always tell people that like if you're submitting stuff, like especially to get into a library, make sure that stuff is like ready to go. Like don't don't send don't send demos. Like oh, this is a rough idea that I was working with, man. Don't do it. Um. Make sure that joint is done, mixed, mastered, final version every time. Like, I don't even get like, even if they say send us a demo, like they don't mean like, even though they say demo, if they say demo, they don't mean like demo as in I recorded this voice note on my iPhone. Like, this is an idea that I like. Nah, they, they really want like a polished joint. They want a demo reel, like a demo of what you can do that's been finished produced mixed mastered all of that give send always send your best and make that that good first impression because man they'll boy they'll judge you uh <laughs> they'll judge you based off of what you submit like if you submit that rough version and in your mind you know this is going to be great once i finish mixing it and laying down the background vocals and all that stuff they don't hear that that's in your head. They don't know. And they'll just be like, yo, this cat's trash. Like, it's like don't don't open another email from them again. So you don't want to do that, man. Make sure it's it's finished and you're submitting like your best stuff. <clears throat> yep, yep, narrative version. Some you know, some companies may call it something slightly different. Um But yeah, that's that's basically what it's all the same thing or um some people call it what's another what's another way i don't think it's i don't think it's cut down usually cut down is like a 30 second version or something like that or like a a cut down a cut down can mean different things depending on who's who's telling who's who you're talking to because like if you have a two minute track a cut down could be like a, a one minute version so Depends on who you're talking to. No doubt, basements in Bangladesh. Looking forward to. Looking forward to it too. To put the sample in perspective, Blurred Lines was in litigation for a vibe of Marvin Gaye's "Give It Up." Pharrell, Robin Thicke, and Ti had to give up millions. Exactly, a vibe. It had a similar vibe. And that and that's that's exactly what in this this particular situation that I was in, the chords that I played had created that vibe. And that's where I was like, okay, I understand, I understand where y'all coming from. So we changed it, you know? Um because we we know we know how it could be. <clears throat> Um, 
let's see. I'm going to take... I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take like one more question. Let's see. Let's see what we got. What we got? Leron, what's good, Leron? If you're making a demo, should it be a collection of tracks of the same style or kind? That's that's usually the approach I take because. I'd rather, I'd rather submit something, you know, something that I know I do really, really good and kind of be like a specialist at so that when they need this type of music, you know, I come to mind versus being that person that literally does like, I can do everything. They don't know how to categorize you at that point. Um, so if you submit something kind of themed based or like genre based, it I, I think it just makes I think it makes the process a, a little more simple, more simple, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's usually the approach. I take. And then you can always go to another company and then submit a different style of music or genre and be known for that. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So that's it, man. I appreciate y'all coming through the stream. This hour went quick. It's because y'all was asking dope questions. I bet that's why. Uh, but I appreciate y'all coming through, man. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And if you haven't, man, if you're trying to get in this TV placement game, it's fourth quarter. Like, it's if you watch sports, you know how serious fourth quarter gets because it's do or die. You won't die if you don't start getting placements. But, you know, it's just it's time to step it up, man. It's the end of the year. If you're trying to get into licensing, now's a great time because man like i'm telling you briefs have been coming in like left and right so if you want to get in on that start generating residual revenue from your music put your music to work if it's sitting on your hard drive it's like why like it's, it should be making you money it can make you money um you may have to optimize it tweak it a little bit but boom it's there you do the work one time you get paid for it for the rest of your life and hopefully beyond that um so hit the link clintproductions.com slash link in bio grab that joint and let it help you it's exactly what i did you got a blueprint so you don't have to spend five seven ten years bumping your head like i did figuring this stuff out save you the time learn what works and learn what doesn't and um and get it popping man so we can celebrate these placements man like use the hashtag too road to 10 placements if you're like you're getting licensing deals you're getting placements use that hashtag and share them because I like celebrating people and make sure you keep me updated on your progress because I share that too and it motivates me. Honestly, I get more excited from other people getting placements than me getting my own placements. Like, it's the it's the most exciting thing, man, to see other people win and um and just and figure this stuff out, man. So um yeah, so that resource is there for you guys. I appreciate you. Have a good rest of the week and go take action. And like I said at the beginning of this joint, like the law of large numbers you take more actions you'll see more results that you want to see so let's go let's get it i'm out catch you guys on the next one peace thank you for listening to the music is my business podcast if you haven't already subscribed be sure to do so now so you can know every time i drop a new episode if you found the information helpful please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it.
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.